everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Graveyard Shift. Um, if you notice we are having any technical difficulties with the volume or anything, please feel free to text us because we have very slight to no idea as to how we sound right now. Yeah, we don't have headphones currently in the studio and... Um, at least I forgot slash don't have headphones that plug in. So that is why we're sort of blind, noise blind. Yeah. Um, some <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess deaf is another oh word for noise blind, <laughs> but we'll, we'll go with noise blind. My mom says we sound good, so don't worry. Oh, thank you, Natalia's mom. Well, uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, hauntings or mysterious happenings in our hometowns. Uh, so me being from Thousand Oaks, California, Cassandra, Caroline being from uh, Boston, Massachusetts area. Littleton. Littleton, Mass. Acton, Concord. Mm-hmm. And then Natalia, Rhinebeck, New York, you said? Yes, Rhinebeck, New York. Yeah. Hudson Valley. Okay, well, should I start with my little urban legend? Sure, go for it. Okay, so I have two stories for us today because I am kind of holding this podcast together, you know, in case anyone hasn't noticed. (laughs) No, you definitely are. I'm just an overachiever. It's hard. It's hard being so good, but not the point. So (laughs) have you guys ever heard of something called a gravity hill? No. No, does not ring a bell. Besides the show Gravity Hills, I guess. Oh, um, no. Th- okay, wait, well, I've heard of that. That's Gravity Falls. <laughs> Gravity Falls. Oh, is that oh. not a show? Gravity, Gravity Hills? Hills. Are you talking about like the animated show? Let me look at No, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Keep but going. you haven't heard of a Gravity Hill is the point. So there's no. a ton in California near my hometown. Um, One of them is specifically by Moore Park College for any of my friends. Oh, Noel says our volume sounds great. Thank you, Noel. Um, so... In uh, Moore Park, there is a gravity hill. For those of you who don't know what a gravity hill is, that's basically when um, a hill that cars park on, it's like a slope, goes uphill. Point When you park there, it looks like your car is rolling uphill. And apparently, if you put your car in neutral, it will roll uphill. Oh. So that's, that's yeah. what the thing is. The urban legend behind this is... Uh, for most of them is that there was a death on that hill and so people are trying to save you from dying the same death so um in moore park where the gravity hill is out there supposedly um a school bus full of children the car stopped or the bus stopped working up that hill um the bus driver parked the bus there's no like uh evidence that this actually happened this is very much an urban legend so i find it a little yeah, hard to believe f- the physics doesn't add up this yeah. yeah well actually it does it's apparently an optical illusion that looks oh, like okay. it's going uphill it and it's been proven that it doesn't go uphill if you use a leveler but not the point so <laughs> um the myth is that the school bus full of children stopped on that hill um and the bus driver was like you know what you know how we can get out of this let's have the kids push the bus uphill and all put the bus on neutral so <laughs> supposedly all the kids died a very um a very gruesome death by <laughs> oh getting god. crushed by the bus when they attempted to push it uphill so oh my god now apparently if you park on that hill children will try to push your car up thinking that it's the bus Apparently, if you put baby powder on your car, you can see the little oh my children handprints oh from where they're trying to push you up. That's evil. That's so funny. <laughs> There's definitely some just guy who, who with small hands doing that. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Wait, and there's like a lot of different locations that a gravity hill takes place. A lot of them, I at least looked at the ones in California and each of them has like a different um, myth that is attached to it. Most of it is children dying. Um the other interesting one I found was uh, by Granada High School. Um, supposedly, a bunch of football players from opposing teams uh, went to go drinking after the game, and the winning football team decided to play a prank on the losing football team and took off their clothes and hid them in the woods and then left. Uh-huh. And then um, left them there naked overnight and then came back to give them out the clothes and found them dead. Oh. Um, my question is, how did they get them to take all their clothes off? In the woods. Yeah, something something's not adding up. Wait, 
they took their clothes off in the woods. That's that's the rumor. Um, Vaughn, no showers once in again, the woods. like an probably an urban legend. I mean, no showers, but like maybe they were doing some weird boy stuff. Maybe some golden shower. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah. Wait, I have a question about the the Gravity Hill. Of course, is there any like actual record of this bus incident? Not of the bus incident. I think there is um, for different Gravity Hills actual records of people dying. Um, oh, okay. I think the one of them that actually has a record is there's apparently one near these train tracks. I forget where in California it is. But a car full of children got stuck on the train tracks and then oh. died by getting hit by a train. So that's like uh-huh. a confirmed. Yeah, because okay. apparently happened like the 1950s. Um, yeah. But yeah, all the other ones are kind of urban legends. Maybe a few are true. Interesting. But, yeah. And this, this is only in California that this happened? I'm sure there's other Gravity Hills. I just specifically looked up California because I was looking for stuff near my home. Yeah. And yeah, San Francisco too has a lot of hills. I know you're from... LA but mm-hmm. I think there I was some near there. San Francisco and stuff huh. interesting that is what a gravity hill is for those of you wondering and reminder to all of my drivers listening if you park on a hill make sure to don't. turn your steering wheel towards the curb so yeah that don't make children <laughs> oh yeah and don't make children push a school bus yeah on a they hill. probably can't do that it. won't end well <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work out for no them. weirdly enough most of the like legends were of children attempting to um push buses up hills or like they got out of the bus and then the driver was like oh the bus is working let me just go now without all of the children and accidentally running them all over like it's just a bunch of random stuff like that what the scariest thing of all why would you do that yeah but that's all i have on gravity hills well, that's wow. very interesting. I'm looking at a video of it, and it's kind of interesting. I'm so I'm so sorry we c- that this is. Wait, can I see it? <laughs> yeah. Is it is it of the car rolling forward, or? Uh, well, let me Wait, push it back. Play it. I'll narrate it for. As, yeah, well, as Natalia would say, you're visually deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, like here, it looks like it's so he's rolling down. Yeah. Backwards. Yeah, oh wait he's rolling he's backwards up a hill yeah. yeah in neutral okay is this like oh wait so he's say. actually rolling or is he just kicking in reverse to show us an example yeah I don't know no he's in neutral oh weird oh my god look at the little children go they can do it <laughs> oh wow <laughs> alright <laughs> so proven it's real mm-hmm. from this one man in this really weird YouTube video that Caroline found. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that looks like it was filmed. Confirmed. In the 1990s. Yep. Huh. All right. Natalia, you have anything from Rhinebeck? Oh, I have something. Bye. So it's not from Rhinebeck, actually. It's from Stanfordville, which is where my mom lives. Um, and it's. That's like 25 minutes from Rhinebeck. It's still in the Hudson Valley. Same same county. So mm-hmm. counts. And I live there half the time, so it counts. Gotcha. As a, my hometown story. Um, so this is the story of the 1930 Garamond family murders. Dun, dun, dun. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so this case was so... Uh, cray cray for the people of of Dutchess County in the 30s that it swept the nation and um, fellow Dutchess County resident and current uh, governor of the time of, of New York FDR, Franklin D. Roosevelt from Hyde Park, New York heard of him yeah. <laughs> um, even he got involved with it um, with trying to figure out what happened so and this is very fitting because it's a Thanksgiving story Yay! Oh my gosh, topical. I know. Um, So on the day before Thanksgiving in 1930, um, the Poughkeepsie Eagle called it Dutchess County's most brutal crime, which I don't know if that's like, I I think that's pretty objective, but I mean subjective, but um, so Mr. Garamond, who was 47, ran a small milk farm during the Depression um, and his family including his wife, Mabel, who is also 47, his daughter, Bernice, 18, 
and son Raymond, 10, were stabbed a total of 23 times with a knife. Um, it was a quiet evening on November 26th, and 18-year-old Bernice Garamond was sitting on a bus traveling from Poughkeepsie, um, which is like a sort of city in the Hudson Valley, where she was studying at the Eastman Business College. Um, Bernice was headed home to her family's farm in Stanfordville on Salt Point Road, um, which is very close to where my mom's house is. I'll get into that later. Mm. Um, what year was this again? I'm sorry. 1930. 1930. Yeah. Gotcha. Middle of the Depression. Milk farmers. I mean, dairy farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was headed home and the bus stopped in front of the property. Bernice mentioned to the driver, Mr. Dennis Haggerty, quote, looks like nobody's home. The house is dark. And these would be the last words she would ever say to anyone, which, except for maybe the killer. Um, But the house was just off the road. There was a shed behind it. And even further behind was a cattle barn. Um, They were not a wealthy family, but they were comfortable in a modest home. Um, They had a new high-priced radio. um, And, you know, they they weren't balling but they were doing pretty good for the depression so um the next day uh, i mean the day after thanksgiving um mr garamond was a no-show on his milk deliveries so mr willard coons was sent to their house at 9 a.m to see what was going on like why aren't you doing your deliveries what's up um when he arrived there was like a weird stillness on the farm except for some distressed cows in desperate need of milking those udders were hurting um <laughs> mr coons uh ventured off to the barn and he noticed that one of the cows still had a milker attached to it which is weird because why would you leave it on the cow right mm-hmm. uh so he went into the shed and he discovered um the father james garamond and his son raymond dead and super bloody um, so he was terrified. He went to um, Mr. Garamond's brother's farm up the road and told him what happened. And then they, the colleague, Mr. Coons, went back to the factory and was like, guys, I know why he hasn't been showing up to work. It's because he's murdered in his shed right now. <laughs> um, so <laughs> is that exactly what he said? A, a exactly. Did he still get written up for it or yeah. something? Or? He, he would have maybe. Been, like, yeah. He got AMC he got a warning. Local. Yeah, <laughs> if you were today, MC, it would have been yeah. stern talk. Yeah, it was a big no no. Um, not even any notice. Not even a text. Anyway, um, so Paul Garamond, the father in law um, to the family, one of them, I don't remember. Um, and one of their neighbors, A.J. Curry, decided to enter the house before the sheriff showed up, like before anyone showed up. And in the house, they found the bodies of mom, Mabel Garamond, um, on the floor near the stove. And Bernice, the daughter, who was 18, wedged under the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. So within hours of everyone finding out, the farm was like full of police and coroners, doctors, neighbors, press, pretty much everyone. Because the Hudson Valley is a pretty quiet still even rural town so something like this happening is crazy mm-hmm. um it was determined that all the victims had been stabbed at least three to four times each 23 altogether with each receiving a stab wound directly near the heart um there were cut marks on bernice's hands which means that she tried to fight off her attacker obviously wasn't successful unfortunately the entire scene was unlike anything that local police had encountered because again quiet town um the first suspect was a quote unidentified foreigner named florentine chase um he'd just been in the area and then left hastily hastily in a car um to catch a train to new york city nothing came of that um so it was just a guy who happened to be there and left just a guy (laughs) yeah who had yeah yeah well lock him up that's all i need Well, I guess they did back then. Like in those areas, if there's some dude that you've never met before and you know everyone around you, then it is a little sus. It's small town crap. Yeah, we're not gonna convict good old Tom. Yeah, friggin' has been here for absolutely not. What do you do? We love that guy. Let's let's accuse the foreigner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so the possibility was also raised 
that it had been done by workers who had been down the street, but there was also no evidence to that. Like, it wouldn't make sense that it would be a stranger. Um, was there, like, a competing dairy farm or something that could have been behind this? That will come up later. Oh. PETA activists. There's sort of a little bit of a beef going on. <laughs> when did PETA start? <laughs> Get it, beef, because dairy farming. Um, <laughs> so other suspects were questioned, but they were never charged. Um, so FDR was really interested in this as both governor and then president later on. Um, and a bunch of like private detectives got involved. The knife was found a day or two later, but there was no evidence attached to it. Like no blood, fingerprints, blah, blah, blah. Nothing on it. Where was it found? Um, was it I couldn't, yeah, I, I couldn't find probably just on the crime scene though. Yeah. Or somewhere nearby. Um, because it took them a couple days to find it. But um, evidence at the farm had also been compromised because people were, you know, randos were coming in and out, like getting a look at the crime scene. Um, You know, things weren't very uh, clear back in those days when it came to investigations, you know, DNA-wise. So in march of 1933 three years after the murder aj curry the neighbor who um had like come upon in the house on the wife and daughter um he was accused of committing the murders uh but less than a month later on april 3rd he was released as his defense claimed that there was too much suspicion and too little evidence however a recent study um conducted by Dr. Vincent Cookingham, distant relative of the sheriff, um, was given access to the records. And in his opinion, A.J. Curry was the murderer, the neighbor. Um, Oh, and uh, this is why, and this comes back to the possible beef. Um, So A.J. Curry apparently had a beef with Garamond over money or land um, and he eventually was charged for the murders in uh, after getting oh actually no he wasn't charged again he was charged that one time and then got released from it um, and so the case went cold but there is sort of a motive there you know land money yeah. cows beef yeah. um, <laughs> and then yeah, in, in 2013, private investigation with uh, Cookingham sort of decided. I mean, the case is still unsolved, but um, he's pretty confident that it was this guy based on the info. So did he get to go on and live the rest of his life? Without- yeah. Wow. Yeah, no one was ever like fully convicted of the murders That's and insane. remains a mystery, kind of. And when did this? Oh, the Great Depression. Yeah, 1930. That really stinks. Because, uh, like, ju- double jeopardy is a thing, which is good, but also, like, that in this time period, with all the technological advances, they definitely yeah. could have pinned it on him. Yeah. Oh, like, on the neighbor? Yeah. Oh, you think, like, like framed? No, 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 no. Like, they definitely could have, like, they could have oh, gotten out, evidence. Like, okay. Gotten yeah. Evidence to actually. Yeah. What, what kind of technological advances were you referring to? I think DNA was. Yeah, it was starting to become in, a like, thing. the 1980s. Fingerprints I thought were DNA thing. was big. Well, this was in the. You said it was in the 30s, right? Yeah, but so I DNA mean, it wasn't so like if he was, then. but he if he was still alive in the 1980s. Yeah. Oh, that's and if fair, the crime yeah. scene were better kept and better yeah, protected exactly. from people just coming in and back out. Back then, people it was like everyone was it was like a party at the crime scene. Yeah, exactly. But now it's much more strict. If if they were able to gather more evidence, like from an untampered crime scene, then I'm then mm-hmm. there is yeah there would be a better possibility of solving it in the future, but. The freaky part, in my opinion, um, so there's a bunch of news clippings that I found in the articles that I was reading to research this. And so Stanfordville is like a really small town. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only like a couple main roads. Um, and Salt Point Road, which is where it, their house was on, is it's not like an actual road anymore. I, it got renamed, I'm not sure to what yet, but I have a suspicion that might 
mom lives in the house. Wait, what? Okay, so oh, what? I I'm unsure, but I found this is one of the pictures of the house yeah. from the clippings. And mom, I will send you these pictures. Don't worry. Um, so this is the house, right? Yeah. And this is my mom's house. Oh, there's my. a there's a little part over here too. <laughs> is Wait. that not the same house? Whoa! See the, the little porch here. Uh, this is a little back part. Do you know the exact address of where that house was? Or is that's it- what I've been trying to find all morning. Um, and my mom's been looking into like the history of the house and all that sort of thing, but not super um, in depth yet. So I was asking her all sorts of cryptic questions this morning. Um, there's definitely a way to figure out if. Oh yeah, that's for true. Sure. But I mean, this house was built in the 1830s, so it was definitely around. Dude, isn't that freaky? They look the same. They look the exact same. They look very similar, and they and they renamed the street. Yeah. Do you know? Wait. So you know the street they were killed on was originally? It was originally Salt Point. And what is it now? Millis Lane. And is that the lane you live on? Well, no, no, no. I I live on Millis Lane, but I don't know what it was. What you don't know what's called now? I just know that Salt Point Road isn't a real road anymore. Isn't that crazy? Do you have any, like, farms near you or any? I mean, it was a farmhouse. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh okay. So... He was just a milk deliverer, right? Yeah. But, I mean, all the houses around there are farmhouses. So, But, yeah, oh. there's, there's like, a farm in the background. Like, our neighbors have these barns and stuff. Or, I don't know. But have show me ever... the pictures again. Okay. I'm this actually is losing really my crazy. Mind over so, this. this is my mom's house. And this is this house see the two chimneys this separate part of the house the porch the that's crazy like obviously there's some differences but yeah. it's also like it's also 100 years 100. apart yeah, so. so that's real freaky and yes mom i will send you the pictures but that is the story that i researched and i will be updating you guys about if this is actually real or not that I live in this murder house, but that'd be so cool. That would be so cool. Have you ever felt haunted there, chilled? Or like, has your mom ever noticed anything? I know she's like a little. I mean, honestly, my, I we feel like super nice and safe in that house, and I, there's definitely ghosts in it. Yeah, I think that sometimes, <laughs> but, like, in order to sell houses, people did hide the. Oh yeah. And it was also like aspects. forever ago. So yeah, exactly. They probably don't even think it's relevant anymore. People don't know because the address of where this happened isn't publicly available from what I found. But I mean, it, there's ghosts in there. I don't know if it's those ghosts, but they're not mean to us or like vengeful or anything. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should do a Ouija board there or something. Absolutely not. <laughs> wake My mother up, would maim me. But that's my story. Well, that was it. <laughs> my mom just texted me, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, mother. Oh, gosh. Well, now I'm going to start researching where this house was. Yeah. That's so cool. I know. We have to look up maps of, like, old Stanfordville. I was I we have a we have a framed picture of it in our living room from the previous owners. Uh-huh. Um but it's hard to read because the um there's like no road markings on it. Like it doesn't oh, say the names okay. of the streets, so I'm still trying to figure out. I will get back with it an update though. Okay. That's sick. Awesome. Okay. Well, I guess it's time for mine. Yes. Um I I did Extensive research, trying to find something relatively interesting around Littleton, Massachusetts. Couldn't do it. Um, we, we could move to Concord and do the whole Revolutionary War bit, but um, I, it just wasn't interesting. So we will be taking a trip down to Fall River, where my grandmother grew up. Um, I'm assuming you know this one, guys, but it's the Lizzie Borden story. Ooh, yes, I love. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know Fall anything River? about it, but I know the basics. Yes, it was in Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, 
everyone should know this like nursery rhyme. I hesitate to use the word nursery because, wow, I hope you didn't use it as a nursery rhyme. Yeah, um, no. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Love that. Yeah. So obviously, um, this is a famous story and everyone knows her as Lizzie Borden, the killer. But um, it's it's a very interesting story because she was never actually convicted of killing her mother and her father. Yeah. So, Lizzie Borden was an odd, emotionally stunted woman. She had grown up in a very strict, conservative household in which her father, Andrew, controlled every single aspect of her and her sister, Emma's lives. He didn't believe in art or any kind of ways to express yourself. He was extremely conservative, and he would make them save all their money eating spoiled food, even though they were pretty well off. Um they even lived in their home without being approached by any suitors well into their 30s. Oh. So they were sad. What sad a, women. What a, what a love block. Exactly. I can't say the other word. They were just so emotionally stunted by their father. That stinks. <laughs> Hate when that happens. That stinks. <laughs> but her father remarried a younger woman um, shortly after their mother died. Her name is Abby who would um, be responsible for raising Lizzie and Emma. And it's important to know that Lizzie and Emma hated Abby. They hated their stepmother. Um, Yeah, so in the summer morning of 1892, Abby was found by Lizzie and their maid brutally murdered with 20 blows to the head. And downstairs, police later found her father dead with 10 blows from the same hatchet. The police determined that the killings were done so brutally and in a manner that they described as a passion killing um, that it could only have been committed by someone who they knew and someone who really, really friggin' hated them. Um, Lizzie I mean, I was. Feel like I could have told you that. Exactly. So I'm glad the detectives got yeah, there. Yeah, seems seems they, like well, they, they were didn't angry. Like them, so <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie was arrested for the murder immediately, but was acquitted for a lack of evidence. Um, so there are a lot of um theories as to what really happened. Uh, I know one of them that has cir- circulated a lot was that Lizzie was found with a ma- with the maid in a lesbian relationship. Like, Ooh. that Abby found her in the maid. Canoodling? Cano- that's exactly the word I was going <laughs> to <laughs> And that uh, Lizzie decided that she wasn't there for that and just killed her mom. Um... It's also theorized that the illegitimate son of Andrew, of, yeah, Andrew, named Andrew, conveniently, (laughs) um, murdered Abby and the father because he was extremely mentally ill and really wanted to get the inheritance. Um, Yeah, and interestingly enough, the maid, Maggie, on her deathbed wanted to confess something about the murder but ended up getting better and said never mind I'm not gonna say oh (laughs) girl you can't take that back (laughs) and so they're like oh are you sure and she's like yep and then she died so they never got anything from her but they found it very suspicious that Maggie who was there the day of the murder and was supposedly upstairs asleep resting um wasn't able to hear the commotion of people being hatcheted to death um and after the murder she was well off enough to travel all the way to montana and start a new life and so people think that she might have been paid off by emergency or andrew and so that's very suspicious um a funny little thing is every member of that family is buried next to each other now. So, uh-huh. like, the, 
the murdered mother and the murdered father, Lizzie, Emma, the illegitimate son. Yeah, they got to get along somehow. Literally. Reconcile your dis- differences for all of eternity. Forced right? family fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for eternity. Um. So, yeah. Um. It was sold to a, as a single family home and was passed through generations of this one McGinn family but it that was then made into a bed and breakfast in 1992 um and it really capitalizes on the fact that a murder took place there because there are pictures of the murdered parties in the rooms where they were murdered yeah and it's pretty gruesome like it's pretty gross that they did that but whatever um it is considered one of the most ha- haunted locations in the country. Most commonly are the apparitions of Victorian people entering rooms and ascending the staircase are all thought to have looked like the image of Lizzie Borden. Mm. Creepy. Yeah. Wait, so did Lizzie ever get like arrested arrested or was she just acquitted and it was left like that? No, she was arrested and they were going to have a trial, but they decided there wasn't enough evidence against her. And so they let her walk and Lizzie with the money that she received from the death of her father was able to buy a mansion in Massachusetts and lived very lavishly till the end of her life like her dad never let her yeah exactly so have you guys seen the movie like the live action recreation of this what's it called I think it's called Lizzie Borden oh I have not with um it's star Lizzie Borden is the woman who played Wednesday Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Christina Ritchie. Yeah, Christina Ritchie. It's a good movie. And but I think yeah, some of it is definitely fictionalized. I think that one depicts her as having an affair with the maid, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't remember actually. But in in the movie she like went to a whole trial and everything, but she was acquitted and then in the end she like confesses to her sister that she did it. Yeah, there. I mean, there's no doubt that one of the siblings did it. Yeah, I know it was one of them. But or like, could they have all like just worked together because they hated their parents? Maybe. Or sense. if one of them did it, then maybe the, the other ones knew, but just didn't want to be part of it. Like they yeah. were down with the murder, they just didn't want to do it. Exactly. So they kept it a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, because all of them would have profited off of it so exactly it's a it, it's an interesting story because again she got away with it even though someone obviously did it <laughs> one of them did she she probably did it yeah probably Seemed like it was definitely done by someone who was angry though <laughs> i know yeah glad that's what the <laughs> cops got out of this <laughs> they were not happy with these people because they right? were the parents were like sleeping right or they were, they were taking naps yeah the um they so there's probably no screaming they came from up them. from behind yeah and hatched up. Uh, it says that in the article i read um she got the mom right between the eyes yep were they in the same room or different like, rooms when she hatched each of them different uh, she um she hatcheted the mom point blank and then when the dad came home later that evening, she hatcheted him from behind. Yeah. Yeah, because wasn't the mom upstairs? The dad was downstairs. Exactly. Yeah. So there was a lot of time between the two kills. Exactly. So one of the siblings probably would have noticed. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Yeah. Or the maid, at least. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I believe in the theory that the maid is involved somehow. Because... Oh, 100%. That was, that's like a... If I remember correctly, that was like a huge question that they had throughout the whole thing was like, how did she not wake up during this? Or how did she yeah. not notice? They they quote her as having impeccable hearing. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. That's even <laughs> more incriminating then. Where yeah. did they get? <laughs> Where I know. They find this? Where's the Where's the numbers? Quotient for impeccable hearing. I don't, I don't know. How do we know she's not noise blind? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Noise wow. blindness affects lots of people, Natalia. It's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. That's a good. I, the Lizzie Borden story is so interesting, though. It I've always wanted so to visit. The, have you visited the house before? No, my grandma lived like a mile or two away from there. It's a. It's a. Fall River is not a great place. Oh, okay. But it like kind of sticks out, out kind of as 
this like historical house but it's have you ever like gone past it while you're visiting her i i probably have but okay. i also have I'm probably too young yeah to, to was like, look too young notice to realize hey, wait fall is fall river in massachusetts or connecticut or rhode island i'm it's in massachusetts okay i wasn't sure which one i think it might be near the near it's like in, the in on the border of uh rhode island and massachusetts okay i thought but so it, it's yeah it's down there yeah that's where my grandma grew up okay she lives in falmouth now cool in case anyone was wondering <laughs> i was wondering so thank you for that info you're welcome so yeah that's my story nice I think I would feel a little too messed up going to a house that like celebrates a bunch of. Murders. I know that's not right. Yeah, that's a little it's like too really personal. gruesome, and I think it was a family matter. Keep it in the family, please. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like to capitalize and make money in it from an inn that I know this happens on other at other places all the time. Like the like Queen Salem. Mary, yeah, Salem. Oh yeah, Queen Mary. You can stay in rooms where people were brutally murdered. Yeah. like recently too. I think that's gross guys that's disturbed if you come visit me at my mom's house we can do that for free oh my oh, gosh yay apparently you're disturbed <laughs> why'd you do that i've been doing that unknowingly maybe <laughs> gosh or like the catacombs yeah oh i've been to the catacombs they're actually really cool they are really cool. yeah for sure a lot of dead people oh so many bones yeah. so many bones I don't and there's like cr- the tunnel system of them is crazy like no, if they didn't have the guide, you could get lost. Oh down yeah, there. I think people have and like, and died in there. Oh, some people, some people that I know, um, who do the global BFA for Emerson, who they live in Paris during the year. Apparently, there's like underground like parties that happen in there. <gasps> oh, like rave sort of situations. Oh, that's weird. That that's, is weird. That's, that's kind of asking for something incredibly unsettling. I know, but some people are into that. I would never, but, you know, you do you. Can I ask what the catacombs are? I know there's, like, a bunch of skeletons in the catacombs, but I don't know what they are. So, it's, like, in Europe, I think it's mainly, like, in Paris, like, the one I went to, at least, where, like, like they would do these, like, mass burials, because they didn't really have anywhere to pull these dead bodies, so they would just throw them all in, like, one big area, and at one point, like, some buildings and part of, was it Paris that collapsed? Oh, like the ground somewhere in Europe just collapsed, and they came across like I all think these it's dead Paris, bodies. Yeah, because that's they, like the biggest. Because there wasn't really like any like they they didn't know where it was until it collapsed because there were just so many dead bodies there. And yeah. so then after that happened, that's when they kind of discovered it and decided like, hey, we can profit off of having raves here. And yeah. <laughs> my mom just texted me saying raves have been happening there since the nineties. So sounds like she's been to one. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. They had like a contest Airbnb like a while ago where um, whoever won, they would put a bed in the middle of the catacombs <gasps> oh. and you would get to spend the night down there on Halloween. Goodbye. No, I'm good. Like, yeah. thanks for the offer, but I'll pass. And the guy who won brought his mom, which is adorable. Oh, that's kind of even worse. I <laughs> think my mom would kill me. My mom would totally do it. <laughs> <laughs> if there is one person who would do that with me, it would be my mom. <laughs> yeah. So, but like... I don't know. That's a little creepy of him to do that. Yeah. It's a it's something you can say you did at least, but I would probably hang out there for like a second and then be like, okay, I'm good now. Yeah, but like I all I alone too is like, absolutely not. Yeah. But I have one more story if you guys are ready for it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Ooh. Oh. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> We're so excited. So have you guys heard of the Poltergeist movies? Yeah. Oh, hell, oh heck yeah, I have. <laughs> Um, so I think I mentioned this in our first episode. Um, a lot of the first movie was filmed in Agora Hills, which is where I went to high school. And like the, the famous tree in Poltergeist, like literally I've like seen it like in my hometown. Yeah. Um, but did you guys know that the movie was supposedly super cursed? I've mm. heard some things about that. Yes. But please elaborate. So I will. I will. Thank you. Yes. Um, so uh, essentially, I'll just tell it from the beginning. The writers of the movie, they got in contact with, like, a bunch of ghost hunters and psychics to get information, like, on how to film the movie so it could be as accurate to, like, ghost hunters as possible. 
Um, some people believe that this could have been what drew in the ghosts. I think there was a lot of things in this movie that could have done it. But one of the notable things is Zelda Rubenstein. I forget which character she played. It may have been like the mom. Um, but she was an actress and she was having premonitions throughout filming the movies that she was Ooh. not getting before that were coming true. So um, she remembers like one of her first like nights filming. She had a premonition that her dog came up to her um, and was like, I need to say goodbye. And I don't know if the dog like spoke English or if she just felt it. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't ask her. I like to think it was like a babe situation where his like, mouth oh. was moving. Um, but I was like, uh, I'm going to leave now. Like it was a little goodbye. I love you. And she woke up and got a call that her dog had died that night. Um, oh. And other actors claimed that they had weird dreams, but Zelda had like the most um, accurate dreams. And she had more, but we'll talk about that later. So um, another actress, uh, Jo Beth Williams, also stayed in a haunted house throughout filming the series, not on purpose, but the homeowners later told her that the reason... Um, the, her bed shook and the paintings would randomly fall off the walls because like yeah this is deeply haunted she said she would notice that all her things would be thrown around the room like when she got back from set she would put it all away and she'd come back and be thrown around again maybe the homeowners were just messing with her who knows but that did give her the creeps and she said that she believes that um, another worldly spirit was trying to warn her not to do the film because of the curse hmm. that followed um, and one of the more um, upsetting things that happened was the older sister, Dominique Dunn. She played the oldest daughter. Um, she said once that she saw a whole bookshelf tip over and fall without anyone pushing it during filming. Hmm. Um, after the first movie, she was rehearsing lines. I'm not sure if it was for this movie or for a different movie, but it was with another actor and her ex-boyfriend start knocking on the door and yelling at her. The guy who was there claimed to be, like, trying to stop the fight by, like, causing a distraction. So he said he started playing the, like, poltergeist music super loud. So, like, the guy would get the hint to leave or something because they were rehearsing lines and stuff. The guy got super mad and killed her <gasps> after the first movie was filmed. So that's why the older sister never reappeared in the other movies. Um, but they believe that was part of the curse. <coughs> and so yeah. then comes around the second movie. So there was a ton of production issues. Um. At one point, someone was like, we need to examine the set because there's like a lot of bad energy going on around here. Like film keeps disappearing, like all that stuff. Let's just look around. And the guy who looked through the set found out that not all of the prop skeletons were props. Mm -hmm. That oh. they had decided to use real skeletons to what? try to set the mood for the movie. And they believed that this was causing all the bad energy on set. So the guy was like, yep. we need to exercise this place because you guys have real dead bodies on your set. And... um. After he exercised it, all of the the set issues like stopped hmm. essentially. So how did they get? A, you can't do that. So they were doing it illegally. I have oh. no idea. I didn't question. Didn't Maybe. they use them like in the pool? I'm pretty sure that was like the scene that they used them in. Yeah, I think there was like a pool scene and maybe a cave scene as yeah. well. Um, who knows how long they were doing it for, and who knows where they well, got? They definitely them from did it in it. the first movie, maybe right. This was recorded in the second movie, but it also could have been the mm. first movie as well. We don't know how long they were getting away with this. Yeah. Um, so shortly after the second film finished uh, playing, Julian Beck, who played the villain of the film, died of colon cancer, which um, I don't think he knew he had colon cancer until like way too late. It was like kind of random um, whether it had to do the curse or not. He died after the film. And shortly after the second film, the little girl who's the main character, you know, the girl who like leans up on the TV, mm -hmm. um, she uh, started getting really sick from a mysterious illness. Later on, they found out it was like Crohn's disease, but she still signed on for a third film, even though she was like really sick. She was just a trooper, I guess. Well, her so, parents forced her to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if she was profiting off of this, but her, In, uh, her parents sure certainly were. let her. This is pre-Coogan law. Yeah. Is it? I think so. I think Coogan Law was the 90s. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Dang. Um, so the third film began. Most of the cast refused to come back, though. Besides this little girl and Zelda, the woman who I mentioned was having premonitions earlier. Um, so uh, another note is that part of the movie was filmed in Chicago's John Hancock Tower. And one of the people who was assigned, who worked there, who like helped with the movie, uh, was found dead 
well just like at his seat they didn't really elaborate why (laughs) maybe i didn't look hard enough but i was like oh okay and in that building a lot of people had died previously um so then this Mm. set started to have a lot of issues like the other ones and then a whole fire broke out during an explosion scene so they had to put the whole film on hiatus um uh during this filming though Zelda had another premonition that her um, mother uh, had come to her and told her she was about to die Um, the next day her mother was found dead Um, oh so just like her dog yeah and the person who was directing the movie they took a picture of Zelda the day her mom died and they noticed that the picture of Zelda had like a halo around her head kind of and they believed that the picture was taken at the exact time that her mom died Mm. yeah that's sad sad but then um after the film went on hiatus the little girl heather she got really sick and her mom took her to the hospital um and her mom says she was sitting out there and heather was for sure in the room with the doctor for sure in the room with the doctor but she saw like a little premonition or a version of heather come out and tell her like um i'm not coming back this time and then heather died and never finished filming the third movie oh my (gasps) gosh yeah. That's awful. So many ghost people mm-hmm. saying, guys, guess what? I'm dead. Yeah. Giving it away. Yeah. Yeah, real spoiler alert there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. That's, That's too many things for it to like be a real yeah. coincidence. When they started like filming the newer poltergeist, I, f- I felt like I was just like, because I knew all this before because my mom loved the poltergeist movies Same. and we watched them. I felt like I was like waiting for something bad to happen when this new Poltergeist movie came out. I don't think yeah. anything did, mm-hmm. but maybe not that we know of. Not that we know of. Maybe we'll see. Who was in the new Poltergeist movie? Let's see. But yeah, that is all. I yeah, I'm not sign myself or my children on to yeah, the new no. Poltergeist. That's a fair. That's a fair standard to have. But yeah, my my mom also always told me about some of these things i didn't know about the full extent of it until now but yeah like the skeleton thing in the pool and blah blah blah. people dying but that's crazy how many no how many people were actually an insane amount of deaths yeah oh geez yeah and apparently there was more stuff that happened um but like like other cast members getting premonitions and stuff but that is everything i could find yeah Oh my um, gosh, Samuel Rockwell was in the new Poltergeist. Please don't hurt him. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. He's a great character actor. Mm-hmm. It's my dad's favorite actor. I don't know who that is. Wait. Wait, he was in Jojo Rabbit? Oh, I think he lived on my uh, on my street. Everybody lived on your yeah, street. Yeah, what? God damn. <laughs> no, well, not on my street, but like the street next to, close to where my dad's house is. Um so I think I think that was a thing. He only lived there for like six months, but people were excited that he moved in. Oh, gotcha! Wow, awesome. Yeah, that's the only actor I care about from that movie. So, yeah. well, hopefully, hopefully that movie isn't possessed. Well, I think we would have heard about it by now. That was in like 2015. Oh, oh okay. Thought it was more recent. Well, obviously it wasn't good. I didn't. I didn't yeah, I didn't even hear about it. <laughs> I definitely haven't yeah. seen it. Maybe this time they decide to curse like the box office or something. <laughs> <laughs> they curse the the AdSense, <laughs> like the rotten. None of none of this marketing is going through. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the I'll worst th- punishment of all. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> no income, no net return. Gosh, terrifying. Wow. Some great stories we had this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have time for call-ins or is it a little too late? Uh, We only have about five minutes. They can go quick. Who's calling? Um... I kind of want Natalia's mom to call. (laughs) She Um, will. Okay. We can accept one quick call in. That is probably going to be my mother. Okay. So mom, listen up. (laughs) You don't have to call in if you don't want to. 617-824-8852. Hopefully, oh, hopefully we'll hear it because we don't have headphones. Oh. oh. We probably won't. It, can you we'll see. Speaker or something? Maybe. 
I don't know. 817, oh, sorry, 617-824-8852. Dude, what if your mom was lying and, like, doesn't even listen to the podcast? She does. She's been texting me this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she needs it again. <laughs> okay, it is 617-824-8852. She got it. Just kidding. Hello? Hello? Is it uh, the show? I don't think we can, can play it us? up here because it'll do feedback oh, into the microphone. So maybe you should just do it from the phone. Yeah. Hello. I can hear you now, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Damn, it sounds like she's saying some good stuff. I know, I need to know. I feel like she's admitting to her that she did buy the murder house. It was a good. It was a, It was a deal, you know. Oh, I need to know. So my mom says because this thing isn't working right now. Do you want to talk into the mic? Oh yeah. Okay, so my mom says that um, she's very happy that you covered the poltergeist because she's she's always been very interested in those sorts of things in that case in particular um but also apparently the the exorcist movie mm-hmm. was also full of weird things that was happening that were happening on set and off um so maybe we can look into that maybe in next episode. episode we should do haunted movies and stuff yeah oh yeah good option well you have to get back to us on what happens with your house like oh no i will i'll keep i'll give you guys updates um when i get them all right sounds good well thank you everyone for listening to today's episode yes thank you to our loyal audience we appreciate it (laughs) yes and we will see you next week for maybe uh movie haunted movies oh yeah. yeah okay okay goodbye bye